Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's really weird to record on the day the last podcast came out. Yeah. We're so far ahead of schedule. I love it. Yeah, which means that means that Bridget and I get one free hangout. Hell yeah. <laughs> Most of the time we only A non-business out. related non- hangout. Which ends up like being 40% still about splat. Yeah, because that's what we do now is record a podcast for you guys about Sex in the City. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> hey, all of our adoring fans. We love you guys and welcome to Splat, splat the Podcast. Where me, Bridget. And me, Brooke. Talk about Sex in the City 10 years younger. And 20 years later. But um, there it is. It's not me this time. Um, I had to actively stifle the impulse. Oh, I, I saw it. Up. I saw it. But maybe it's just a part of the thing. And That's where we are now. Um, Thomas. Bonjour. <laughs> oh yes, a surprise. <laughs> we have another guest. The Welcome. best guest ever. That's true. Ugh, totally. You're the best guest ever. I mean, I just. It was the best guest ever. That is a One Direction song I'm repurposing for this exact. That's moment. crazy. I was gonna do best guest ever. Either way, you're getting some room. love here. You so. got two songs about you. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for the singing. <laughs> I did not catch either reference. Thomas is an amazing singer. Oh, totally. Oh. <laughs> um. What's your relationship to Sex in the City? So me and the sat, I don't know. It like doesn't have like a sat. snappy. I call it. But a you have sat-ka. to you have to click at the end, so it's sat. Sat. There it is. There you go. I oh, got that's that pop. Beautiful. That's probably way too loud for the it, mic. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, so we started our love affair many, many moons ago when I was. Um, <laughs> a lot younger than I am now, uh, but please, uh, you're young and fresh. Oh, Look so, at you, so fresh. You might you as guys. well be. A, I might as well be looking at a daisy. I mean, just bloomed. No, you guys. <laughs> you guys can hang out with me whenever you want. Great, because I'm con- moving into that guest room. Oh yeah, so, exa- oh great. yeah. We're at my apartment. I forgot. Yeah, yes. he's he. We're we're hosts of this podcast, and he is hosting us. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of like my lifestyle. I'm like, you can come to me. That's how <laughs> I feel, honestly. Yeah, I love it. But it, it's actually this is if we had like a midtown space because Bridget lives in Brooklyn. We live like as far apart as it's basically possible to within the five boroughs. Oh, fantastic! So that makes this super convenient yes. for you guys. It does actually. You're right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm here for. Oh, see, I did make a musical theater reference. I was listening to your, I was listening to Splat, and there are so many like Broadway callouts. What are you it's, talking? About? <laughs> and I was like, it's all broke. No, it's literally all broke. And like, it's, I like low key had a plan. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do it uh-huh. because it's, it's literally it's, a, it's second nature. You she can't, can't help, help herself. I can't help it. It's so intrinsically a part of who <laughs> I am as a human being. Is that something to be proud of? Or? Um, I think that as I'm as I'm growing up, mm-hmm. um. 
yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Just yes. yes. You own gotta it. own the it's things like you love. If exactly. you, yeah, because it's just like why, why hide it? Why hide it? Because you know, the version of myself that stifles it is probably way less fun and interesting. True, there I would believe go. that. I would, yeah, lean into it. Then I say. Uh, no, my relationship with it is um, good. I, I watched all of it. Uh, I remember like... Mm, Did you watch it on TV the first time or was oh, it after that? God, no, we were poor. We didn't have cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. Me uh, neither. Uh, but um, my friends uh, either had um, HBO or they were getting the box sets as they were coming out because box sets were everything. Box right, sets right. were everything. Legit. Like just like the like, cover art that they would put mm-hmm. on the DVDs brought me so much joy. What are you doing so with your box joy. sets? Because we were actually having a uh, discussion about it in our apartment because it's like are we really ever going to watch our to one of our two box sets of friends or the west wing box set because it's all digital now yeah well if you have a dvd player and you can watch the west wing again i mean just have that on repeat right. because that's right. outstanding television. i'm also like to watch who knows right when now. the apocalypse comes and like we don't have the internet so it might be nice to have friends to keep you company in like your cavern friends yeah hey. good job Thank you. Um, yeah, the only box sets I own um, are Will and Grace, mm. um, De, mm-hmm. and uh, Bones because <laughs> oh, I watched for all some of reason I fucking love you know, Bones. Like, I love I have, I have the Dead Like Me. Oh, uh, amazing! amazing I love show. Dead Like have Me. I don't even know what it is. You would oh. love Dead would Like I? Me. Oh, yeah. When was it Blue. out? Uh, Callum Callum Blue, Blue. Callum <laughs> um, I don't remember like the years is it like recent or no, no 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 oh, okay, it was like okay. early 2000s like 2006 I want to say yeah. interesting okay Mandy Patinkin Mandy oh Patinkin. shit uh, Jasmine Guy Ugh, great wow. show okay I'm putting it on the list L- legit yeah. it's worth watching but don't ever waste your time on watching the movie that they made okay. to like wrap it up because it just hurts your soul. Oh, right, I didn't. I, I don't think I did. Oh, good. Don't, don't do it. Oh, anything. movies to wrap up TV series mm-hmm. are always, that's hard to do well. A- unless you're Sex I mean, in the true. City. We watched, hey, and were we're you, back. Were you in Connecticut with us when we watched the Sex in the City 2 movie? Um, no. Okay. Mm, I was not. But I wish I was because I fully enjoyed it. And I didn't even pick it. I was just like, I let the ladies choose. <laughs> You're like, oh, amazing. I mean, how could how could they not pick it right. if it's an option? Honestly, it's so good. So how old were you when you watched the first time, do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I would have been like a freshman in high school oh, okay. probably. And I just marathoned it because I had to like catch up because we were already in like season four at that mm. point. Um, and so I would just hold up in my friend's apartment because I had older friends. Oh my God, you're so cool. I'm like, I keep telling people. I'm just waiting for them <laughs> to catch on. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Minnesota. Mm. So just surrounded by nice people being nice all the time, mm-hmm. you know. And then I just had this vision of what New York was going to be because I saw it on Sex in the City. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to have amazing clothes and go to nightclubs all the time. Well, that's what yeah. it is, isn't it? Uh, it's actually more um, eating cereal for dinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Hanging out in my pajamas. Yeah. How um, long have you lived in New York City? Eight years. Seven, eight years. Cool. Was that like right post-college kind of thing? I, uh, or did you go to school here? Uh, no. I um, stayed in the Midwest for school and then I went and did the cruise ship thing. Oh, because sure, Because that's sure. what us musical mm-hmm. theater students what do. What cruise did you do? I was on Holland America Lines, Ooh. the Westerdam. Oh, yeah. Or as we oh, called we it, on a, the Besterdam. We know someone on a, like, Zooterdam or something. The Zyderdam. Zyderdam, yeah. Totally sister shit, wow. I think. So you've been here for eight years. Yeah. Um, have you, like, moved a couple of times, or have you lived in, like, one general area while you've been here? I, when I moved. Question. Oh, Thank my you. God. I'm just always curious about, like, where people have been. I love it. 
I moved here um, and I like met some random on Facebook mm-hmm. before I got here who had a wow, place. Bold. I, know, I don't know what I was thinking. And, um, but he ended up being amazing. His name was um, Michael Morch, mm-hmm. which uh, then turned into January, February Morch, with the, which <laughs> then just turned into JFed. I love that. So that was. My, oh, that's a really good nickname. Solid nickname. Yeah, yeah, it requires yeah. a little bit of explanation, but, but like, I'm great. so into it. Amazing. Uh, we lived uh, in a house um, off Dittmar's. Oh, in okay. Astoria, but it was like you have to take the train to Dipmars, which already is an endeavor in and of itself. And then you had to walk 15 minutes to get to this place. Oh no, 15. 15 minute walk. Oh my god. And oh those god. days when like it was like sudden rain, I was yeah. like, okay, well, I I'm guess I don't fucked. have to shower I later. Guess I'm wet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Uh, that was a big fail. Uh, and then um, I subletted a place on 51st and 9th mm. above uh, what's now uh, El Patron. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's or very close to where I used to I was going to gonna say, live. isn't that right by you? 51st and 10th. Oh, my gosh. Nabies. Uh, but it was so insanely loud and it didn't have AC. And I was um, <gasps> no. totally, but it had exposed brick. And I was like, see, it all <gasps> I, evens listen, out. That's worth, you're like, utilities, don't give a fuck. Dishwasher, I can live without. Exposed brick? Yes, baby. You're like, I will pay an extra $400. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> to take a selfie in front of that wall. Exactly. You have a be- This purple wall is like very nice. Did you guys paint this? Uh, So, no, this has been like this since I moved in. Well, because Danny lived here before I moved oh, in. Oh, sure. And um, yeah, this color is called baritone. <laughs> Aren't you two tenors? Uh, pff, I pretend to be one. Uh, that's so funny. But no, I am not. Danny's a tenor. Baritone is, he is a the hilarious name tenors. for... Isn't that ridiculous? I kind of love it. The one that we have at work. Oh, I hear them in Western. Isn't it? Is like a. Isn't it? Yes. I get that. Oh my God. Literally no one ever calls me out on it. The only time it comes out. That wasn't meant out of, out of judgment. Beware. No, no, no. That was an entirely love call out. I'm glad I have a little homage to my (laughs) family because otherwise it only comes out when I hang out with my mom because. Or like my mom. (laughs) It's so funny. That's that's one of my favorite things about people who like sort of have accents uh-huh. is like when they're when their family is around it like comes out so like yeah we have a friend this isn't so true anymore because he's living in new zealand but our friend who lives in new zealand <laughs> cash obviously has an accent but like not so much if you like met him when we met him in school but i was hanging out with him one time and his mom called and he answered <laughs> and all of a sudden it Full was like, kiwi. like a yeah. kiwi had, had sprouted <laughs> out of him. It's like, hello, your mother. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, anyway. So while you've lived here, yes. have you had, I'm sure you've had many, but like what, if you can think of one, what's a moment where you've been like, oh my God, that was extremely sex in the city of me. <gasps> oh, shit. Or just like something happened or. You, you know, like when you're about to do a podcast where you're talking about sex in the city and like maybe you should think about <laughs> some of these things. We should have sent you a list of questions oh, beforehand, honestly. I mean, that's, it was in my rider. I didn't get it. <laughs> My uh, brothers, we did why get you think the about six your... pounds of gummy bears you asked for. So. Wait, thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. That, that... <laughs> while you think my brother's literally having gummy bears. Was <laughs> 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 that the story you were just gonna tell? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. I was just gonna. No. You were gonna say that Alex wants a rider of gummy bears. Yes, and that, that's the example I just came up with. Yes, that's what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure I understood the life we just both lived. <laughs> Anyway, how's it going over there? We're just Having so, thoughts? so deep in thought. <laughs> just like cross-eyed trying to think of something. I guess the most mm. sex in the city, I mean, because I mean, I, I was in a relationship pretty much the entire time mm. I was here. So I didn't have any of like... <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I'm so sorry. I just had a visceral, visceral reaction to that. <laughs> oh, God. But, it, but not even 
doesn't like sex so, stuff necessarily. Exa- but so I so guess the only thing you. I could think, oh my God, is so much shade right now. Just like false niceties. <laughs> she does mean it, I promise. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But that's all right. <laughs> It's like it's all right. Don't be jealous of my boogie. No, I have I have one um, night that I can think of specifically that seems like could have been like a slight plot twist in Sex and the City. It was so I was leaving. I had been here. I was in the place in Queens, and um, I was leaving to do a pr- uh, production of Hairspray. Um, so I was like, I need to have a going away party, and yeah, yeah. Um, because you can't stop the beat. I, I can't stop the beat, and I was ready to <laughs> pump it here in the city. Um, but Danny was out of town and so, and I only had been here a couple of months. So I had like very few friends. So I like called together the, the most random group of friends right, who yeah. do not know each other and like didn't, I don't think cared for each other, but we went. <laughs> That's we went, always fun to be facilitating a group of people who don't really like each other. But it was just all the different personalities right. and you know, like the way all the characters on the show are very like, it's like yes. a weird classist show where everybody falls into a specific stereotype. It was definitely that sort of oh, vibe, funny. except it was all gay men but we went to I'd watch that. splash i mean i'm gonna write it and great okay it's gonna be outstanding we went to splash we'll do the which podcast closed. about it after you write it oh, you guys see this is why i'm here providing <laughs> longevity for your podcast <laughs> thank, you, thank you thank you thank you yay assets uh and i just it was like i don't know it was just like there was like it was a it was a really weird vibe there that night and everybody was like living their fantasy and drinking and um at one point i went down to the bathroom um, before we were going to leave and like hop in a cab and go to another club, which feels very like New York sex yeah. in the city, like when living my best life. Um, and I got into the stall and I, I, I don't know why I just pictured like Miranda having to like experience this and be mortified by it. But I was going to the bathroom and then I turned and I realized that in these last two stalls, all of them had normal dividers, but the one between these two was glass. <gasps> And so I look over and there is just like the seediest, maybe a little bit attractive, but just seedy vibe. Oh no, like he knew it was a glass door and was waiting for young, handsome men to come in. He was not going to the bathroom. I will say that. Oh my God, that's horrifying. But can't you just imagine, like I just picture like Miranda with her like peeping Tom who like wasn't actually like waiting for her or... Um, sandwich guy in this episode gonna that say, we're like, going to talk about. Guy, like, it's yeah. just that weird, like, just glancing over and being like, "Wow, I was not in the situation I thought I was." Unexpected sexual energy in the city. Like, <laughs> like wow, that works. I love it. I love it. That's also horrifying, and I'm sorry. Twice, twice, and so I jumped in the cab and we went somewhere else. Good, a little good bit call. more my vibe, which is sit and talk. Thomas, yeah. Which woman do you identify with? <laughs> oh my gosh. Or any other character, if so. I know. I like. I, I was trying to think if there's another character on the show that I could be like. Yes, that's me. But um, there... we could pigeonhole you really easily. But I, I mean, don't think we want to do that. No, you can't. It... Between Stanford and Anthony, which gay <laughs> friend this... are you? Oh my god! Well, Literally I'm not a cartoon only. character, so unfortunately, <laughs> I don't qualify. Sometimes I feel like a cartoon character. I, I mean, they're fun and they're adorable, but I just, I, I was actually. Sure. This oh is. My god, I was... are you writing my auto my biography? Right yeah, now? fun and adorable. <laughs> the Brook story. <laughs> but is this this episode that we're gonna? watch is this the introduction of anthony yes i thought oh does he stick around see i wasn't sure oh yeah he's he's charlotte's stanford he's charlotte's stanford oh but but this is when they meet right yeah because she's never met him before this episode we'll get there don't worry team but yeah uh, no i don't think i'm either one of them i think i started out as a carry like we all do yes we exit the womb as a carry yes had my big had my terrible love affair um (sighs) 
when I was much too young to be having a terrible love affair. Mm-hmm. And then I had like my Miranda E phase. The person, no. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> feel like I can't spill his tea too much because like, I don't know like the life he's living. Mm. Um, but um, he was much older. Oh, oh older sure. Well, you did say you had older friends. I did. Yes, you are. You are an old. You are such a good listener. <laughs> um, so that <laughs> happened. I had my my Samantha phase, and that was lovely. And now I, you know, I'm just some weird amalgam of them all, um, with a with a, a soft spot in my in my heart for Charlotte. So you I love that. We need that perspective, just like they need Charlotte's perspective. Because we feel like we're Mirandas at our core. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a Miranda. I'm actually I'm probably a Carrie right. at my core. I'm a Carrie at my core that like really is drawn to a Miranda lifestyle and mm-hmm. then I long to be a Samantha. So explain to me, what do you think makes up a Miranda? Well, that's mm. to me, I was just going to say, that's why I was so curious because to me, like a Samantha phase to me, I would like know what that it's meant. It's like slutty. Yeah. Like, a Charlotte phase. I would sort of know what that meant. A Carrie phase. A Despy to get married phase. Mm-hmm. And then right. like in love with someone you're not To me, to Miranda is like, a little cynical, a little sarcastic, um, a l- very career driven. Um, Maybe I am Miranda, because we're all Miranda. I'm a, I can be pithy sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I can be quick. She's like a little cutting. Yeah. She kind of like gets to the heart of a situation. Well, it's interesting. We'll talk about this more in this episode. But last episode, Carrie chooses to tell Samantha and not Miranda about her affair with Big, or at least that she slept with him. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that's. Um, speaks to how Carrie feels about Miranda and how she, Miranda which like we has can expand such a, on this. Has, has such a strong moral high ground. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that comes from. Yeah, I think she's afraid of Miranda thinking a different way of her or like. And Charlotte, she just like knows is like not even worth it. Oh, no, yeah. not, not in the sense that she's not. But she knows when she's looking for sympathy she, about a terrible decision she's made. She's not looking for sympathy. She's looking for permission. Right. You're right. And you're the right. only one of her friends who's going to give her permission to keep doing what she's doing is Samantha. Is Samantha. That's what I think yeah. about Carrie is, is that she will go to the person for the thing who she gives wants her the them. answer that yeah. she wants. Yes. Because Carrie, because she's an amoebic human. Absolutely. All right. Shall okay, we, cool. Shall, shall we, we dive in? in? This one is called Running with Scissors. P.S. Also the name of my favorite book. Oh, I love that book. Augustine Burroughs. Yes. I read that when I was like way too young to have read it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me too. I remember sitting in the high school cafeteria. Yep. I was way too young. Oh, yeah. And so it stuck with me in that way when you read something where you're too young, where you're like, I know I don't fully understand this, but I know it's big and I know it's important. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I was talking about how I read The Phantom of the Opera in eighth grade. <laughs> also big I mean, and important. eighth grade, excuse me. I mean, I was eight and I was in third grade. Okay. Yep. Those are different things. Gaston Leroux. That's right. Are the captions working? So here we go. Uh, no, because she's doing voiceover right now. You're right. So no, oh, wait. No. Not not okay. 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 So we are full <laughs> into an affair with An big. affair. Okay, and like, how dare you like start off by just making a joke out of your affair? I was just going to say, yeah, she shows up in this like secret coat. agent sort of trench coat, like police sunglasses and her a trench hair coat. looks unbelievable. It's really beautiful. Those braids and like twisty braid buns. And her, she's not wearing, it's like a mesh bodysuit. Mm. Here's the thing. Because we know that, Car- that Sarah Jessica Parker negotiated like the most modesty mm-hmm. so like right. this is also but the, the outfit when it pans out is like a weird mess bodysuit and then like very unflattering jeans. jeans yeah they're not yeah. that flattering on her here's my thing about this no part of it seems fun 
The sex, yes. Every mm. other part of it, even in these. Well, that's so, the point of this montage. Right. So the first time it's like, ooh, this is so sexy. So it's, it's, a, it's a montage, exactly like Brooke said, where it's like them meeting in sketchy hotel rooms that get sketchier because they're like afraid of people they know seeing them on the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. So Carrie's like 59th and 9th. 56th no one will ever, and 8th. There it is. What hotel is, is there? Yeah, I know. Like, Dying to know. like what is it? And why um, didn't she have her diaphragm in when she came in for this affair? I don't understand what diaphragms are. Are they like female condoms? Yeah, it's like a Kinda, thing. That like, yeah. It just blocks it. A P.S. Can we talk about um, the snack that Big is having? Yeah, a rolling the, rock and yes, cheese crackers? Yes, absolutely. I, like, I was thinking Call about me by your name. Smoking. I'm yeah, so right. into there. that. <laughs> I, know. I was um I was thinking about those crackers because as I was saying, I've recently become infatuated with the peanut butter pretzels at Trader Joe's. Mm. I'm and I have a fa- they're my favorite snack and, of all time. And I have like a weird fascination with how um the snacks finding snacks as adults that are just like grown-up versions of snacks we had as children mm-hmm. like they're combos mm-hmm. like these trader joe's pretzels it's yeah. like the combos bags you used right. to get I, like, is yeah. that what they are because i think of those like that look like these cheese crackers the like but the the pretzel ones yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah with peanut they were either cheese like orange crackers with cheese with the cheese or, or the pretzel crackers ones. with yeah. peanut butter yeah we're all just big kids at heart That's it's like right. at what point are you not allowed to order chicken tenders anymore um i still order them like on the reg <laughs> from the diner across the way I mean, oh, they, diners are good for that, though. I mean, right. Yeah. I just need them. Because I've been drinking and I need something delicious and fried and protein. Because right. like, in my drunken brain, it sounds like, like protein. It's not as bad as, yeah. So, so they're... This affair. So the, like, funness and, like, sexiness of their uh, trysts become... Disappear almost immediately. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. She says it a little bit later, and I'm just going to bring it up now so it's clear. This has now been going on. For three, three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. And here's the thing. If that includes the first and second time they hooked up, mm-hmm. that is a lot in three weeks. Yeah. Because this montage includes multiple scenarios. We're about to get in some you get into some really bad kissing. Yes. And the noises oh of it. Oh my God. The worst kissing. This crazy. episode should just be called Bad, bad Kissing, kissing with Carrie. I know. Beca- so, yes. It's not even fun to watch. What I will you're say is like... that it's interesting when, when, um, when you're dating someone versus when you're just having sex with them and the freedom that you feel to sort of stand up for yourself. Like I find that Carrie is like mm-hmm. firmer with Big now because she's not worried about ruining their relationship. Totally. That's a real thing when you're in a relationship with someone and you're kind of you're, you're like, like taking both care like, of them as as you're taking I care of I should be yourself. honest, but also like I'm tiptoeing a little bit because I don't want to cause strife and I don't want to lose you yeah, and I'm yeah, scared. Exactly. I don't want to be complicated. I don't want to be too difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And, the, wanna... and and you can see in Carrie in this because she's sort of like lashes out at Aiden stupidly. That like the ramifications of like speaking your mind to someone who you're dating versus speaking to someone that you're fucking. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like, I, I, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism or what, but it's, it's very fascinating to me. Yes. Bad kissing. Look at these sloppy, t- he, like, yet tight mouth kisses. They're not kissing. They're She's literally like, mashing oh, their faces. Mouth mashing. It's yeah, too yeah, yeah. hot. I can't do it. She's like, these apartments, are, I mean, these, these hotel rooms are trashy. And then, and he is the fucking worst through every single one of these. His instinct is to say something demeaning, belittling, dismissive of her, dismissive of Aiden. Mm. And then his instinct is, oh, I made you mad. I'm so sorry. And it's like, you can't. Well, here's the thing. He's like 45 and has gotten by his whole life on being an asshole and then apologizing later. So like, why would there be any consequences now? Right. 
But he's literally getting every single thing that he wants and still being an asshole. That's the whole like push and pull game. The way that he's, that he's kissing playing her, he's her. kissing her eye, and it's supposed to be romantic. But I'm like, don't kiss her on the. F- on no. The, don't. It's like it looks like you just missed. Ugh. I know. So I wrote down like like even this like no part even from the very beginning the opening moment when she appears i was like no part of this is sweet to me i just can't stand him i I think i'm biased at this point but i can't you know what i really appreciate in this episode is that none of them are wearing a lot of makeup Hmm, that's true like i think they're like they're probably wearing like makeup but like sarah jessica parker and and both and they both look fresh tony emmy and grammy award runner cynthia nixon are are like very natural and it's really amazing so at the bar, yes. Carrie is now admitting to Miranda about the affair. And Miranda's like, I need a cigarette to Which digest this. I, I fucking love I her love for it. that. I, I fucking love, love her. Especially as she's a non-smoker. So it's like, this is something she, and she doesn't like freak out. Nope. She tells, she's like, no, I don't hate you. Cause Carrie's immediately like, do you hate me? No. She's like, no, I don't. And but I love I do that Carrie's like, ugh, if only I didn't hate me. Right. Yeah. Which this like false heroic. Sism, well, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. I've been drinking, but like <laughs> heroism, is heroism, that it? This yeah. like, fall, like I'm like, what am I doing? I'm a terrible person. This like, it's like, but you're still choosing to do it. It's this- like you were saying, like she's looking for permission, and from Miranda, she's not looking for permission so much as absolution of like, yes. I get it, and I don't judge you. But now step away from it. She wants someone to tell her but to she, do that. To but Miranda's she credit, want to. she does an amazing job of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Carrie's. Carrie just needs a sounding board. And I think Miranda knows that because they're the best friends. Yes. And so like Carrie's like, I hate myself. I know that what I'm doing is bad and I don't want to hurt anybody. And Miranda's kind of like, you're not going to not hurt anybody. Like that's like super, she's like, forget about what big, like, what do you want? She's like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And Miranda's like, okay, that's not realistic. And she mentions a Lifetime movie. And I just really quickly want to say, I love Lifetime <laughs> And I like, especially this Christmas, like got really invested in the Hallmark Lifetime movie. And I honestly, I think that it's affected the way that I'm like going about my <laughs> life. Like, like the fact that, that like every really, I was actually my, I made my dad watch like four Hallmark movies with me when I was home. <laughs> and we were, I was talking to him on the phone about this boy. And he was like, well, you know, like, and all those movies, they usually don't like each other at first, and then they sort of find their way to each other. And I was like, Dad, don't think I haven't thought about that already. Because have like, either of you seen A Christmas Prince? Of course. Uh, I know. Okay. I have standards. <laughs> like, come on now. Um, here's the thing. It was <laughs> so fun to watch. It was so fun it to was, watch. It was like we got mean. trashed and watched it, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the funniest. Because it's literally like the genius of it is that like I don't think, I mean, clearly someone wrote it. <laughs> I don't think I could write something like that if I tried okay. because it is so exactly if you took every rom-com Ugh. that's ever been made of this variety and smashed them into one generic script, this mm. would be it. Like it's hard to overemphasize how like f- hilariously generic Ugh. and bad Just each of so the plot points are. Happy for it. You know what? I might actually love it you because I am the would. most basic person. That's why you just have to, You if you go in being like, this is going to be, be terrible. I can tell you the plot. I could write this film it's in my hilarious. sleep. And you're just like, yeah. And, and it there it is. does man, your expectations. There because it is. It is worse, better Ugh. than you 
better, I watched, worse expected. I love you know? <laughs> And I only, I only indulge these types of movies during the holidays. It's like, I don't go near them. No. Like those like murder But it came out ones, just in time. Meet, 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 meet. No, no, no. None of it. But it's like. Christmas give me, joy. Give me like a, you're going to meet on give December me totally 12th. Implausible. And you're going to hate each other. And by December 24th, you're engaged. Yes. Because none of the missiles sound. <laughs> like that's right. There's something about the holidays. All right. Anyway. Anyway, Miranda's an amazing friend. She the, handles she drinks this well. Vod- she drinks vodka gimlets. She and to does. that, I say cheers. Cheers. Salud. And she's like, she, she, here's the thing, because she walks this amazing line of being like, I love you. I don't hate you. I support you. But stop. You have to stop. Yeah. And Which is what Carrie needs someone to tell her also, right now. Also, I think that Cynthia Nixon is trying to grow her hair out. And so to that, I, yes, I understand. It's like, I get it too. The, the like exact screenshot you have here. She's so beautiful, but it's like such awkward hair. Finally, she takes another drag of her cigarette. That's know, the one thing that kills me forever. about this scene. It's like, don't ask for one and then waste Not, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you can smoke inside. Like, come on, girl. Just so go for it. Across town, Samantha goes to a bar. <laughs> I mean, that strut to that stool. It's also funny because how many times does Carrie say across town when she means four blocks away? I mean, they don't do anything except I wish that my boobs looked like Samantha's boobs in a dress. Same. I mean, I'm sure there's something happening, and my boobs are just bigger than hers, so they don't like fall in that way. But damn, mine are smaller than hers, and they don't either. Like I can't fill anything out. So she meets Tom Ramey, who who honestly is sexy as hell. He's oh, really yeah. cute. He can get it. He, he could definitely get, get it. it. And here's the whole setup of this episode: is he is a male Samantha. Yes. So, so he sam- is this like beautiful blondie, charming, and he when when they meet uh, each other, they're both like, "I know who you are. I know who you are." And then within a few minutes, they're both like, "So my places." he's like he's like i know who you are you like this you want this do you want to fuck and she's like why you move you could win an olympic you could win an olympic medal in that and then there's a sex swing oh my so cirque du soleil like captions butchered cirque du soleil oh my god i've always wanted to run off and join the circus these pre-sex lines kill me but wait i just want to give credit to the writers for the (laughs) for um no, no 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 bear with me bear with me for the alliteration that they use when they describe tom it was like he it was like three s's he was oh, like yeah. i can't like even single sexy, sexy yeah, exactly. i was just like yes I, all these S-words. oh yeah it was terminally terminally single or yes, something like exactly. that um and so honestly though like good for tom Raimi because he and samantha are about to do it and he's like he's okay like, i do have a question why it's exclusive okay here's my thing the, I'll tell you why. Finish okay. your question. Okay. So he's like, have you been have you been tested? And she's like, no. Which like is baffling to me that Samantha has as much sex as she does and but, hasn't been tested. But I tested. think you're right that it, the whole thing is about specifically so he's only like, have an you AIDS been test. The AIDS test? And I was like, why are you asking about the AIDS test? Here's why. Tell I me. think. I think this is an extremely product of the time episode. Yeah. In That's the early all. 2000s? I mean, I mean, the AIDS crisis was kind of like early 90s, right? So 80s, it wasn't. 90s. I thought it was the 80s. It was yeah. the 80s. Uh, I thought it lasted I've until the, the early 90s. Heart. Yes, you have. I thought it lasted until early 90s. There's there, the stigma around it right. and all of that, you know, carried on. I mean, and, and it still, still carries does. on to this exactly. day. It's like barely. A, and that's yeah. actually something that happens later in the episode. Um, but in this particular moment, like 
I love that he's trying to make safety sexy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like super into that. Uh-huh. Um, he I, does it so well and casually too where he's like, listen, with as much sex as both of us have. Like right. he's, he's addressing that they're both super sexual and he's like, I got tested three weeks ago. Also, what is sexier than someone, maybe this is silly, being like, responsible in this way where it's like you're not only like some just trying to be out on the town having the time of your life but you're actually thinking ahead. well it also makes it yeah, because you know what i think that sex in the city is doing a good job of in like you know especially in this time that we're in right now and i think that that this is something that probably doesn't happen as much but like a man so they're presenting this man who has as much sex as samantha mm. who yes. he was so and in the, you know, world where the connotation is that, like, it's either okay or not okay for men to have at more sex than women. And I think now, right now, right. that's, like, sort of switching or equalizing. To have a man who has a lot of sexual partners make his priority, like, safety and condoms and testing. Totally. It's, like, it, and I think it's one of the best portrayals of a one-off character that we've had. I was just going to say, like, for all the one-night stands, this guy is the most compelling handsomest smartest and basically just because of this conversation and it was a little off-putting to me too that it's so specific but i i think the the writers just decided to make a choice exactly well and here's the thing like i i think their choice was to like tiptoe around the subject or just be like are we going to talk about this particular issue because it's not just for gay men it's also for men and women and like and it should be and like that's that was part of the 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 difficulty of like the education and the absolutely right so they're like they decided we're gonna call this out like we're gonna do something to provide some normalcy and some acceptance of this particular topic put it into public conversation and to that i say brava yes thank you Mm -hmm. and also this is like a this is a small thing but um Part of the reason that it stood out to me so much, the same as you, was because when he first asks it, he's like, Has, have you had an AIDS test? And then the conversation HIV proceeds. HIV test, Sorry. I think is what he says. I, he might. I think he might call it an AIDS I test. I think he says AIDS test. Because <laughs> he's crazy. Oh, really? Because I know that they call it both, like, throughout. I think I, in the hospital says, they get a little better and more technical. Because okay. it, it was so he jarring. Says, he says AIDS test. Okay. But my thought was, the way the, pr- the conversation progresses and then he asks her sort of again and she answers. It seems like Samantha has never been tested for STDs. Yeah. Which just cannot be possible. I, yeah, no. No, but I think I, yeah. Because I feel like an STD in general is embarrassing more than is life right. threatening. And that's also and like, and maybe I'm wrong. You can go and, to your general practitioner yeah, for that. But like kind in, of thing. But in HIV, your yearly physical, like right, you get your right. blood work done. There is yeah. no way, because I literally was like, like jaw dropped yeah. like Samantha has never ever gotten tested and and I think that's partially like what they were trying to do is make it like about that but kind of make it a lot more specific yeah and I mean and maybe that's it they were trying to teach a lesson to the viewer who mm-hmm. hasn't done that dealt yet with that yeah. or done that or taught them yeah. that they need to go and do this and it's going to be scary but you have to do it yeah. because you want to live your life right all right continuing so now, on now we're at brunch and I honestly was like Based on their response, okay. First of all, all so of many their eyes, shirts. so all of their eyes look stunning. It's because they're wearing colors that pop them out. And SJP's skin has never yes. looked better. No, her never. Skin looks amazing. This shirt I would wear. I think an affair is maybe great for your skin. And her oh, hair looks damn. amazing. But I was like, so there were all of the response to Charlotte like thrusting bridal magazines at them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why are they friends with Charlotte? Do you know what this just made me think of? <laughs> Tell me, Bridget. We've talked about this ten billion times, but in terms of plopability, sitting down at brunch with a bunch of 400 page bridal magazines to look at bridesmaids dresses which she's literally like flagged. wedding dresses 
Oh, I thought she was. It was no, for this her. is for her this wedding her dress. Wedding her wedding picked. dress, right? Because then she's about to flagging wedding dresses where you're just like, uh, today I would sit down in front of a computer. It's Pinterest. Yeah. First thing, no questions asked, and like they're having. See, this now they're calling it an and, HIV test. Uh, okay, okay. So okay. they're like. What's her name? Charlotte. Yeah. It's like, look at all these dresses. How do you feel about opera length gloves? That's my favorite. They're all talking about HIV tests. And that's her <laughs> throw into the cup. That's her. Of course it is. Her because she won't talk. She's like, because Carrie's like, I've been tested. Miranda's like, I've been tested. Samantha. It's like, yeah, I like haven't. And Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't even enjoy. Nope. Part of the reason we rip into her, but then Brooke does defend her later, but is because, um, Samantha, where she she has the guy with the terrible tasting cum, and then uh, get up and after, walk out of that brunch. Just that is one of the most iconic she moments leaves. in this show ever. <laughs> I wish because I have sat through some horrendous brunches. Oh, it's amazing. That's okay. I mean, like that's your most like it's Sex in the City moment so in New funny. York is like brunch with your right. girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. And I have wanted to walk out so many times, and I wish I would have just done it. And I love that-, that. See, you're providing our, our the the commentary we need. See, um, I, I literally when we got for this section of the show like in my notes I literally wrote in all capitals don't hate Charlotte you guys <laughs> I do something. I do hate her later in this episode though I have never felt so passionately about what Charlotte's saying oh. because I think while I appreciate okay we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there well there's so so Charlotte has like thrusted she's all these magazines are on the table. She's like sticky noted ones. She wants them all. She's like, you take these. You take these. Tell mm-hmm. me what you think. Tell me what you think. And then um, Samantha is going in oh, for. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Samantha is. And, and here's the other thing. Charlotte's just like in general wedding panic mode and about her dress and about her everything. Of course, weddings are like the most stressful thing. Oh. And Samantha's basically like, honey, you can hire anyone to do anything for you in this city. Cute. And you Mario Cantone. Exactly. Okay, so this is the first time that we've gotten a carry at her computer shot this episode. Yes. I, I, Which generally means it's the like, I wondered. Yeah. How do we feel about her article? Because I have a feeling if I read her article, I would hate it her with article, a fiery passion. Her article, you mean passion. her column? Yeah, her, this, yeah, yeah, her column. Like this particular one? No, like or do her, you mean in general? In general. Oh, I yeah. feel like her column is not great. Here's the thing about Carrie's column. I, I do. Please. All I was going to say is... Granted, I can't imagine it reading as not me in this time being me the person. Uh-huh. I think even then I would have been like, who is this woman who lives on the Upper East Side in a whatever socialite, whatever, basically, how does she afford? Like, I think it would have granted when I like imagine like other lives for myself. I can't imagine having anything other than being lower middle class because that's the only <laughs> thing I've ever known. But I can imagine being just like, who is this woman basically and like not giving her the time of day mm-hmm. that's all you know what i mean i just because so like my so like you have because like, her life doesn't seem real right anyway, that's all sorry but so like the show is new for you yes. so you only have it yes. from this perspective you have been like a longtime fan so like you remember every episode and like i don't remember every episode but yes but yes you have like that yes. the a deeper connection uh-huh me, I've watched every episode probably like once, maybe twice. And this was all a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that's how I am. And But I remember back then thinking like the questions she asked. I was like, that's brilliant. Yes. This is who, 100%. Oh, my heart. But watching this episode. I'm, I'm kind like, of like, okay. Well, so here are my, my takeaways being like, well, like, I w- okay. So when our physical life is at risk, 
is the only time we take care of it. That for me, I'm like, actually, yes. I mean, like to an extent, like, do I work out all the time? Like, yes, but that's like the nature of the things. I think I'm actually a great example of this where I'm like, and not just physical, I would say that one of my like weaknesses as a human being is that I am one of those, unless something is broken, I will do absolutely nothing about it, people. (laughs) If I don't have a deadline, I won't do something. If I don't, if I'm not feeling sick, I won't take care of myself. Yeah, because I'm I'm like cussing. And so I get that. Uh So it's like, so, so, but the thing that she's saying and then my takeaway from her, I wonder, is like, you know, the thing about our physical bodies is that they, we can see when they're having a negative response, but emotionally it's so much easier to sort of like negotiate your way around a negative response Mm -hmm. or like you can, like I personally can like talk my way out of so many things, you know, it's like, like if I'm feeling sick or my, like my fucking Achilles tendon has been like making this really weird noise when I stretch it and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't hurt. It just hurts when I walk, you know, a lot. Which is a lot. So I should go to a doctor. But I'm like, eh, it's fine. But like, that's a physical thing. But like, emotionally, I'm like, oh, I'm like feeling anxious. But like, that'll pass. Like, it's like, it's a lot easier to kind of brush off an emotional um, trigger or whatever. Um, so I think that's what she's saying. So it's like, I think that you can, I think the vagueness of her I wonders or her computer moments are what make it so resonatable relate uh, relatable you know it's like a horoscope you know what i mean exactly. where it's like the most vague advice right. so you and can infuse you can, yourself yeah, exactly. into that's it that's kind of what carrie is and a little so bit it's like a human horoscope and it ends yeah. with her asking like if you crawl into bed with someone is sex ever safe because mm. and 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 just like i think that's a testament to the writers because the word crawl is like you think of a bug or you think of something yucky low down or like and that's how carrie's thinking of herself yeah well she should because right. she's being a bug of a human being yeah. exactly okay and so to lighten the mood Here a little bit we get, we get miranda and she the was sandwich. a lawyer he was a sandwich. Oh my God, hilarious. Can I make it any more obvious? Can I just tell you that this is probably my number one sexual fantasy? Because Shut Like up. a random per- person in a costume on the street? Specifically <gasps> a sandwich. <laughs> tell Specifically. me more because I cannot believe how specific this is and that you feel that way. Because, well, um, I cannot tell you the love yeah. affair that I have with sandwiches. If you've ever watched me eat a sandwich, <sighs> it's gross. Like it is gross. Because okay, but I feel you hard only because... I think sandwiches get a bad rap for being like a plain ordinary food, but like a good You're not sandwich. Doing it right. You're not no, doing a good it right. sandwich is like the best thing you could possibly eat sometimes. Oof. Um, uh, uh, mine and uh, Brooke's mutual friend makes bread. Uh, um, the Lying Bread does? Breaker on Instagram. Check it out. Her mom. Oh, her mom I've does. I about, know that. I've yeah, talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. the, the Lying Bread Breaker on, yeah. on this podcast yes. before. So amazing bread. I literally made a sandwich the other day. It was like cold What's cuts your... and cheese and I like smothered it in coleslaw. And I was watching The Greatest Showman. And I just, I mean, like between the tears that were going on from watching that and just like that. We can talk about that at another time. <laughs> I, I, like it's it, My face just uh, uh, shut down. <laughs> but the more important thing here is like how fucking good that sandwich was oh <laughs> so God. to be walking down the street and have like some sandwich like come on to me i would just be like okay my place to yours honestly like, what's you wouldn't happening? even need to see his face under it no you're God. like stay in the costume stay in the sandwich okay <laughs> foot long baby right, that's right, right. what I, everybody five dollar foot long take five dollar foot long yep 
Yep. There it is. Listen to that voice. You can't hide it from <laughs> us. Take, take a deep breath, sandwich lovers of the world. Okay, Sorry, getting off track. So now we get to meet our our next stereotype of the day. Oh my God! Mario, let's drink to that. Go. Let's drink to that. Everybody drink so, to the stereotype. I don't know if in our Cheers. technical troubles Cheers. this survived or not, but here's something I learned. Anthony is going to be a recurring character, and we're about to meet him, and he's amazing. So. He's I saw, fantastic. I saw Mario Cantone in my first Broadway musical that I saw. The, the no, the Assassins. The Assassins, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so here we go. So basically when Samantha was like, so, Charlotte, you can hire anyone. She's like, oh my God, okay, I'll do that. So yeah, so basically Charlotte's like, I can't pick a dress. And Samantha's like, you can fucking hire someone to do that for you. It has occurred to me both watching it before and watching it now. I must say that at no point her friends ask or want to or actually be involved in the dress picking in any way except for looking no. at magazines. Like she doesn't even invite them along, which nope. is a little weird to me. So Mario She goes straight to hiring if, someone. If my favorite Stanford, I feel like is... A, a, a little bit closer to an accurate depiction of a gay character on a TV show. Mar- Anthony Mario Cantone is just like, like hyperbolic. And yes. I'm- but yet I like him more. Oh, I love Stanford. Well, here's the thing. I like Stanford too. I like this guy, but I don't really know him. But the thing about playing a character like this. I will say this is Mario Cantone. Like, uh, he's playing himself. Yes, he exactly. So A, I get that feeling. B, sometimes, very occasionally, Playing into a stereotype can be effective in the way that you're like, stereotypes are true for a reason. Mm-hmm. 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 So like only because I'm like, he doesn't play this credit, credit to him partially, I think, because he's literally just being himself where you're like, whereas potentially watching someone else do this role, you'd be like, wow, this is an insufferable caricature of a gay man. Right. I feel like this is a version of... Of men I know. Right. Yes, absolutely. And like I know for me, like if I were to be given this script, I would play it completely yes, differently. I'm sure even you if would. I was playing it as myself. Right. You know. But um I just love I just love it. Hello. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so basically, so they're at a bridal a bridal boutique and nothing is happening. They've been sitting there forever, no one's showing up. So he he like Anthony like stands up and he's like, Hello, hello. <laughs> basically he like is and, like And then they appear with dresses. It. She yes. hates it, she hates and it, she hates when, it. And, and then Charles like, that one's a little too white and the saleswoman's like meh 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 and that Anthony's like extra Stop. that they got to play that sales girl is the worst. Here's the thing. She does a good job though, because she Seriously. is the worst. She's the worst. The worst. <laughs> Thank you, John Ralphio. Um, because she, that's the exact kind of woman, though, that you would come across in that setting and be like, wow, what just happened in that I, weird yeah. customer service? I suppose. I suppose. I just, I, the two, my two biggest takeaways from yes. that, aside from um, being introduced to Anthony, was uh, how terrible that extra was. Yep. And like, just like way over the top. And also the way Charlotte says, little girl. <laughs> yeah. Those R's. <laughs> like she just oh, rolls her R's. That reminds me. Have you thought about have you thought about what you want your wedding dress to look like since you were a little girl? Girl. When I well, I know when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. It was really important to me that my dress <laughs> looked a very certain way. Yes, tell my, me more. Oh my god, my sisters and I literally say that to each other all the time. <laughs> because of this? Because no, I don't know how it started, but when people say there are that way, do you have? I have two. Are you, where are you? I'm, okay, I have an older brother. Okay. And then me, and then my two baby sisters. <gasps> oh, wow. So I had like the athlete older yeah, brother yeah. and then two princesses wow. below me. So I was literally just like, me, me, <laughs> look at me. I'm adorable. <laughs> like, I'm just a full wreck. Incredible. A full wreck. Um, but. Which is a sandwich you could get at Pawbelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, what about you? Have you, because I like know what I want my dress to look like. I don't think I do. I, here's the thing. Finn. 
vintage lace. Uh, well, yes. I do love lace and I do love vintage. I, this is, we're mm. getting into like deep anxieties about me as a human being now. Podcast just for everyone. That was me last week. So, uh, yeah. So here's the thing about kind of my whole life. <laughs> oh, well, we're going in. I, I'm serious. Uh, yeah. I know a lot more about what I don't like. And I have absolutely no idea about what I like. Oh so I could tell you I won't wear a strapless wedding dress. Good. Um, I think I strapless never, ever Come works. Or no. No, I need to sweetheart. I get can a, tell you're, you're guaranteed to get photographs where you look naked. It's yeah. just going to happen. I need a sweetheart But also, like, movies. no matter what you do, the whole night you're, you're pulling it up. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And the whole night you have those weird little, like, skin bags at your armpits where it's like you could be the With, tiniest person in the world and it would look weird. I was going to ask It doesn't look good. Skin bags. My new favorite nickname. Cause, cause, hey, skin bags. <laughs> What's up, skin bags? Hey. <laughs> Cause like I feel like my skin bags come from just like my <laughs> my boobs. There we are. <laughs> my boobs like secreting out of my any dress. See, mine aren't that, and I get them too. All right, that makes me feel great. It should. You should because it's just a thing that happens to your body when you wear a strapless thing. I think. Cool, 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 cool. cool. In terms of my general life, it's really hard because I have no idea what I'm driven by, like, I'm interested in, care about, but I do I know the things I ag- don't. Like. I don't agree with that. I think you know what you like. But I think I know way more the like six things I don't like. And then there's a whole world out there of things I like that I like have no way to narrow down. And I feel that way about wedding dresses. Where I'm like, I don't want a ball gown. I don't want a Cinderella dress. I don't want, I don't want. I want vintage lace. I like lace. Uh, That's all I know. I think it would look amazing on you. So what we need to do. She's so excited to get married. You guys, we should go to like a bridal shop and you should try on some dresses. (gasps) Great idea. You want to come with us? That's like, yes. So now Samantha is having the most amazing interview ever. P.S. Please pronounce. I. Please pronounce this doctor's last name. If anyone. Wait, where does it come in? It's on her name tag. I'm ready. Isn't this woman on Law and Order? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't think so. I think she looks. What like is her another. name? Say <laughs> that name. Hang on. Wait. Say play it. it again so I can see it. It's right there. I know, but it's covered. Quagan. It's Quagan. Quagan. Quigan. 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 Like Quobigan. Like. I'm sorry. Please talk about. So Samantha's feeling she's very. Not. She nervous. looks like the short-haired lawyer. No, she looks like the chief. I'm just, just you guys talk about this. Scene. Okay. So what's happening is Samantha's admitting to being a bottom. <laughs> yeah, basically, exactly. <laughs> well, the woman is doing the woman who, by that I mean the doctor, is doing a wonderful job of being like, do you do you have sex? Just do clinical you have oral sex. Do mm-hmm. you swallow? Do you all these things? And Samantha's like, to her credit, being pretty honest, Absolutely. but she's clearly like no, out no, of her mind, no. nervous. She has been on four episodes of Law and Order Special Victims oh, Unit. Oh, so she's I a special. Definitely have seen her on okay, that. Well done, well she's done. on an episode Forgive of Broad me. City. She's on. Oh, she's Claudette. This is Claudette <gasps> from Orange Is the New Black. Oh, I, okay, that's why I recognize her. That's but why I couldn't think. I, I didn't think it was SVU, but it probably is also that. You're well welcome. done. Oh my God, she's totally Claudette. She's um I didn't jail watch, cell roommate. I was gonna say I didn't watch the last season of that oh. at all. But here she's Doctor and Begani. she's like young. Yeah. Quagan. So Dr. Quagan. She's like, oh. Wait, so more Samantha, sloppy kissing. Samantha, yeah. Sorry. Bad, even that. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to get to that. Let's finish up with Samantha. <sighs> so Samantha's like. Very, she, they're like, how many sexual partners have you yeah, had? Yeah, all of that. And you know what? 
like I guess the subtle genius of this show is that we just have a random plot point about a woman who's afraid to confront this thing going and getting it done and being well, really scared I feel of it. Like the running theme with Samantha is that she is unabashedly herself and she'll until she is confronted with it. Yeah. She's like so comfortable right. being the woman who has had a million sexual partners until someone in a in a like in a doctor setting is like, How many sexual partners have right. you had? And she's like, you see her and and can, and can, you can also see like arching her freaking out about like what if yeah. I have AIDS what if I have AIDS what if I have AIDS what if I have AIDS because when she has the conversation with the girls originally she's like I have never been tested like maybe I've had it all this time and I've infected everyone I've ever known well let me tell you like I remember the first time I went and got my blood work done Ugh, must have been terrifying it's horrifying just the possibility that anything uh, I mean, when it really comes down to it you don't know for certainty like you don't know who's lied to you you don't know anything of and you try and be as safe as you can but I that feeling Oh my God, it's the scariest thing ever. And I think for that reason, that's one of the reasons why I remembered this episode so well. Uh It's because I think I actually saw this episode before I had ever been tested, but had already become sexually active. Wow, so it stuck with you. Because I was very young at the time. So there is, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of credit in in that. In Samantha's storyline is. And just them like putting this, because that I think this could very easily get lost in all of the one-off storylines Samantha has. Yes. But in its casualness and in its smartness, it's actually pretty genius. Yeah. And in and and the, the fact that it's handled fairly casually yeah. within the frame of the yeah. show, I think reinforces that. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to sloppy kissing. So Aiden, but this, this time like, it's Aiden and Aiden Carrie. Aiden is trying to kiss Carrie, and, and she like, won't even. She won't kiss him back, and she's he's making like, this noise, and she tells him it's annoying. And this scene is just like the worst thing I've ever watched. It's and we went from like tight mouth mouth matching mashing to just lips Open rubbing mouth it. Mouth but mashing. no tongue no. just lips rubbing but worse because one person just has an open mouth and the other person is trying to kiss them I, this it's is what, nothing it's, it's horrible it's garbage. and eyes open and she's like oh you're being so annoying please and then and then he like tries and then she's like I can't I can't she's do like it. you're making this noise and then he kisses her again and he's like look ma no sound and it's like the least sexy thing she's ever heard Woof. basically at that point he might as well meow at her yeah Am Which I right, guys? Does. What I love, like, how does he already have his underwear on and yeah. is already putting his pants I think on? Like, his underwear door. was on when they were hooking, making out. Well, then he's not doing it right. So he, like, jumps out of bed and he's like, you know, you're I being cold, yeah, you're being distant, stuff, and so I'm whatever. out. And then Carrie's like, I, and he's like, you make fun of me for me. And that's not she's like, I love that sound. I'm like, bitch, you just told him it was annoying. Yeah, you can't tell him and you then love that watches, after literally watches four. Him pee. Yeah, very weird. After after like literally, you've said three things since you told him you hated that noise. You can't tell him you also. Loved don't it. you think it's amazing that he pees without making sound? Yes. Oh Remarkable. my god, was there no? Is that a trick? that you know how to do I mean you can you can aim for the side right. of the bowl like if I'm on the phone and I gotta pee yeah. like okay. I'm just but here's aim something for the I heard about that they probably can't hear you because I've asked people I'm close to and I'm like I'm peeing and they're like we can't hear it and I'm like oh but right. your whole body's covering the bowl right. whereas when you're standing oh, it has true. sound to come out you know right. oh, well, and I have what's known as a powerful stream oh do you <laughs> wow what power washer over here <laughs> just fucking like hosing down buildings <laughs> exposing brick that hasn't been exposed in 35 oh, years I'm gonna do that I'm gonna get some exposed yeah, brick right. in this apartment okay. and you're just gonna okay. drink a lot and then you're just gonna go to town okay so she's trying to get him to stay and then 
he's like, he's like, listen, I think we're, I'm going to give you some space for a few days. And she's like, not the bad kind of space. Right. And he like touches his forehead to her and he's like, no, which honestly to Aiden's credit as a sort of like 60% fleshed out character, (laughs) he recognizes something's going on. And rather than freak out, he's like, I think she maybe needs some space. And he leaves. I and he doesn't do it in a like in you a like fuck him. you I'm worried you're cheating on me way. He does it in a like I think you really genuinely need some space and I should remove myself cuz you won't remove me. And as someone who greatly values their non-productive alone time. Oh my God, yes. Like that is something that I would look for in a person and think is so sexy. And there's an an episode, I don't know if you've gotten there yet, where she's like, I need to go back here because I've never lived with anyone before and I just need a few minutes of alone time. So that's later. Okay. That's that's later. Oh shit. But a similar concept. I don't mean to give away spoilers. No, it's okay. It's okay. You're not. You're not. No, isn't that when she keeps her apartment and then she keeps going back to her apartment? Mm, no this is like a there's like a, there's an episode where some stuff's going on and she says to the person that she's dating at the time that I've never lived with anyone before so I need to go in here and be alone mm-hmm. and the second she has permission to be alone she misses her partner and like wants to come back to them right and I'm like oh but my god that, that, yeah. that I love well I just read this is like only a little bit related sort of, but I just read a really interesting article about like the power of being alone, especially as a woman and the power of living alone where we have this concept of like a bachelor pad mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist on the female side. Interesting. And, and she opens this essay talking about how like when she was 13 and her parents would leave her alone for the first time, this like exhilaration that would come when the door would shut. And she was like, I was never, I never did bad things. Like at most I watched a movie on the couch and fell asleep, but something about being like alone with your autonomy and your, and granted at 13 when you've never had that before, there's something really giddy about that. But it's like, I feel that super viscerally where I'm like, you know, there's like girls nights out and boys nights out and whatever. And there's bachelor pads and there's, but it's something that the women on this show struggle with a lot is this like at a certain point it is no longer okay or fashionable or making a statement to be a single woman. Hmm. But there's a lot of like power and ownership Uh that comes with that because I'm the same. I'm like fiercely protective of my alone time. Me too. But also like if I was alone and you were like, would you like your boyfriend here? I would be like, yep. I want him right here now. Granted, we're in a long distance relationship, which is like a little different. Yeah. But it, it, you're right. There's like something about granting freedom or taking freedom or just it's like the perception of freedom where mm-hmm. you don't have to be alone. But just knowing that exists mm-hmm. makes a big difference. The accessibility of alone time. Yeah. Is so sexy. And I yes. think that's actually also. <laughs> I mean, it just really it is. is. And I think that's also something that was re- that became really difficult about Miranda and Steve's relationship. Because after he moves in, yeah. she loses all illusion of that, that. Like there's no. Not only is he a child living in her space, but she has no alone time anymore. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, this scarf she's wearing. It's like red so, cheetah print so and is wild. We're, we're, so now Miranda is <laughs> like confronting with the sandwich who continues to just be like... This is so funny. I'm both like me. very topical. Right. So Samantha storms into the Blimpy, like sponsor, yeah. a sex so there's city a, sponsored by I don't Blimpy. even know if we explained the first, did we? Basically, there's like a guy in a Subway sandwich outfit. It's not an actual Subway, but it's like... A, a, it's Blimpy's. A, right. A Blimpy's outfit. And his whole thing on the street is, eat me, eat me. And he's like, he's like, she, so she storms into the thing to talk to the manager 
And she's like, your sandwich is harassing me. And he she's he keeps saying, eat me. And, and he's like, that's what he's supposed to say. He's a sandwich. He's a sandwich. And she's like, no, no. Fucking he's no. saying it in a gross way. And I'm way. like, all right, this is very topical, right, very relevant. Right. Whatever, but honestly, like more so than just a regular like I'm being harassed story is because it's about the nuance and it's yeah. about the like they hit some. Good- okay, and so then he's like, "Is a sandwich," and then this fucking Miranda oh fucking goes God. out and he smiles at her and she you can, could like, see big lips and mesh, pretty teeth and yeah. she all of a sudden the next like scene, through the mesh. The next scene is her calling Carrie, being like, "I want to fuck the sandwich." I'm obsessed so, with this and- sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> If that isn't the most fucking me thing I've ever seen in my entire life, I'm like, oh my god, he smiled at me, and now we're getting married. Then, next week. <laughs> I mean, how much do we all love just big lips and pretty teeth? I mean, like, come on, girl. Now. Here's what I thought when that moment happened, when that line happened. I was like, yes, I feel that too. But what I love about this show a little bit in the crazy way is that Miranda is feeling that. Yeah. Because it's like our most rational, cool-headed whatever is like, dude, there's a sandwich on the street and I can't see his face and I inexplicably must fuck him. I'm so telling that's you. That's amazing. So now, now we have this fantasies. beautiful scene between Miranda and, and we have this beautiful scene between Miranda and Carrie where they talk about this having sex with a sandwich. There's a lot of hoagie jokes. Yeah, I, I, and this is one of those moments where I'm like, wait, who is Carrie's best friend? Is it Samantha or no, is it Miranda? it's Miranda. But they like it's to confusing. play it like it's Samantha sometimes. I don't think so. I think it's very intently Miranda. And she goes to Samantha because, you know, if we're going to go in the timeline of this relationship, like it is like through the Carrie diary. <laughs> oh, my God. Never you saw know, it. Like then she's known Samantha since she was in high school. Uh-huh. So I think Samantha is her oldest friend yeah. and Miranda is her closest friend. And I think that there is a differentiation between the two because even beginning from season one, when she like actually has an issue and is like having an emotional moment or a breakdown or like any like sense of Carrie when, and it's getting better as we're getting into it, obviously, but you know, in those first two seasons, she's like a pretty shallow, horrific character. Yes. But when she was showing those like moments of humanity, she would always go to Miranda. Right. And we didn't even have like a one-on-one moment with Samantha until like much later and even Charlotte we I think we had one-on-one moments with Charlotte oh my god can we believe like how different Charlotte is now from where she started from like museum curator but she still is a museum she still is that and that's like a cool job to have absolutely but yet they don't infuse any of that into her character like you never hear her talking about art you don't hear her artistic point of view or it's very strange it's very strange the way that they decided to just make her the one note that she is that you hate so much i think i hate it because it is just so vehemently different than how i live my life and how we live our lives and how like it just like it feels so anachronistic to how a woman behaves now, and I and that's not to be like I I do believe that there are women out there who like like it, it's just like unfathomable to me to be twenty five years old and married. Uh-huh. And she's how old do you think Charlotte is? Twenty eight. Yeah, I mean she's definitely supposed to be the youngest out of all of them. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I have a friend in my life just literally is that person. Like, I, I watched her, like, make her marriage happen. Like, make it happen and know the ring she wanted and the dress she wanted and just be very... I mean, she was a little bit different. She was... She's not... She wasn't waspy. She was very Southern. But, like, it was still... But it's, like, a similar... It's, like, we... There are... There are those 
Like, there's a Jewish version of Charlotte, and there's a Southern version of Charlotte, and there's a Waspy version of Charlotte. Like, they're those exist. They, they're just, they're real women. I have to love them because it's real. And I think that Kristen Davis plays it so believably. Yeah. And even though she's over the top and she's the most cartoony out of all of them. Like I don't even think like, she's the most cartoony. I think Samantha is super cartoony. She is. But like, I just always think of the movie when she Poughkeepsie's her pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most cartoony moment ever. Okay. So now Samantha is in the hospital room. And this is what you wanted to talk about, Thomas. Yes. having this like crazy zoom in. So she's waiting. And, and so basically what we didn't talk about earlier was that Miranda was talking about her experience getting her HIV test. And how the doctor was like made this very specific gesture with her hands, yeah. And, and then, um, and so and then the woman comes them, out and is them, like, took them yeah. into a specific room, right? And then Samantha is ex- having that. So the woman comes out, there. does the gesture, and then she faints because she thinks she's about to get taken into the room. The woman's like, "Come, step in here with me," and yes. she passes out. So she passes out, and then cut to Carrie doing a voiceover, and the quote that she uses to describe Samantha is, "She says, no, she was perfectly healthy.'" And that mm. is not a quote that we would see today. Yes. Because somebody can be HIV positive mm. and still be perfectly healthy. Right. So oh my that, God, I didn't even think about that. That still shows that even though they were trying to be progressive mm-hmm. and make it normal to uh-huh. talk about these sorts of things, there was still a stigma around having it made you diseased or made you unhealthy. Unclean, unhealthy something. Exactly. It's amazing. But, I mean, we're in a place now, you know, with medicine and with lifestyle, like, you can live your perfectly normal life. really stuck out to me, and and I watched this episode with Danny last night as well, and he pointed that out. He was like, that's... I don't like that. And I was like, no, I agree. And I wasn't sure if I was going to say anything about it, but I just want to say that, that that's not something that you should say. And mm-hmm. if somebody has HIV, there is no reason that they cannot be considered a healthy Absolutely. person. Totally. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a lot of people who are carriers who are HIV positive don't necessarily um, exhibit symptoms for a long time or pass it on or Lit- literally no that's right. not saying that you shouldn't go and practice safe sex you right. always of should course, always yeah. always but... but you should be able to do so comfortably and like even when you express to your partner that, that that's what's going on everyone should be fine with it and everything should be okay right and beyond sexually like your whole life shouldn't be derailed by no. a diagnosis of this kind. It's of course significant as anything you carry. Absolutely, is. it's but not to belittle it or say it's, that it's nothing. But it's really, yeah, you know, you're totally right, and it's important to say. And it's also, it's just testament to the fact that, like, yeah, two decades. Of course, that's a long time for culture to shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thank goodness it has. But also, like, to just think about all of the things that we're afflicted with in this moment, this age, that might in twenty years look very different. Yeah. And like for them to have addressed it as admirable, but it's really interesting in retrospect to see how things have even progressed since Absolutely. all yeah. of that. Yeah. All right. Carrie is back at 56 and the eighth and she calls it 56 and safe. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. And then she's in this like hotel lobby mm-hmm. and this older man is like, how much I've seen you here before for sex. How much? And so she's like, oh, my God, I'm a hooker. This Japanese businessman thinks I'm a hooker. Thinks I'm, I'm a hooker. Out. So I'm, I'm going to walk past this Pepsi vending machine. Yep. I'm going to light my cigarette. So specific. All of it. Yep. And she walks out on the street. And, and, a, and Charlotte. Ah, Charlotte. Carrie. And there is 
big. He walks out of the front of the hotel. And here's the thing. If it had been a random acquaintance, uh-huh. if it had been anything, you might have been able to play it off. Right. But Carrie obviously cannot. Like I've met Charlotte. my I met my agent at a hotel lobby once mm-hmm. just for like drinks and right. like a conversation. Like that's a very normal thing. But the fact that it's fucking big. And it's she Charlotte. Gets it. and she they clocks come it out immediately. Separately. I mean, Charlotte just like knows. She's in this very cute, also little like floral dress. That okay, I love but a I lot. feel like this interaction makes Charlotte a bad friend. I'm like, why would Charlotte run away? I think if I'd been confronted by this by surprise, and it's not just that Carrie's hooking up with someone who Charlotte's like, I don't know if I approve. Mm-hmm. Like to Charlotte. Okay, so then. Okay, so so Carrie uh, goes over to see Charlotte and help her pack. This is. What this is Charlotte's moment about earlier. Let's talk about it. So Carrie goes over to help her pack, and Charlotte's so cute. She's in like a plain white tee. She's literally just like, "Hey there, Delilahing all over the place." But she's, <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, "Here's the thing," and she also has this voice on in this in this conversation that I've never heard Charlotte use before. I just love the, you're the other woman. No, I'm not. I mean, yes, I am. She recognizes that. She's like, yes, I am. Like, I know that I'm the other woman logistically because, like, he's married, but, like, I'm the one he wants. I think to, yeah, and especially because she was there before and everything, like, I I think that's part of the justification Carrie's done to herself up until this point. Because her other friends have allowed her to do so. Yeah. She's talked to them selectively in the way that she's like, but me? Hello. And then the fact that Charlotte's, like, I'm about to be married. Like, what would like what would you do? She's like, you if don't know another any- woman did this to me and Trey. And she's like, I'd kill her. Exactly. And she's also like, you don't know anything about Natasha. Like, and other than she wears white. All she's the like, time. you've decided she's, she's this person. Yes. And you don't really she's know the except idiot what, wife. Right. That's what except she calls her. what Big has told you or shared with you. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a wake up call for Kara. I mean, granted, of course, because she's of what like, comes you're next, my maid of honor. That's the one part of it that I don't that's like. That's a little silly. Well, because here's the thing, like big picture, Charlotte has some ideas that are, make sense and that I agree with. And then when she gets really specific with them and she's like, I feel bad about this because like you're betraying yeah. this idea of romance. Uh-huh. You're kind of like, okay, Charlotte. shut up. But your points but leading up till then were so strong. She's so like quiet and fierce and like, Carrie, this is wrong. You know, it's wrong. If someone did this to me, you would literally kill them. That's why Charlotte is here because she provides that perspective. That and it's point different of view. and it's valuable. And you know what? It also, I think, like, when you have someone in your life who, like, maybe you don't agree with 100% or you're, like, is a challenging viewpoint, but who's someone you love and is, like, a good friend of yours, I I mean, of course, it makes you, like, well-rounded and thoughtful, but also, like, it just forces you to sometimes look at things a little differently. And, like, that's why Carrie doesn't talk to Miranda. That's why Carrie doesn't talk to Charlotte until now. Yeah. Because she knows they will force her to look at these things really head on. Yeah. And she doesn't want to do that yet. Yeah. Um, so they have this tough conversation. And then she we... also, she also, sorry, in this conversation, just really fast. She, when she's talking to Carrie about being her maid of honor, she calls her maid of, or Carrie calls herself the maid of dishonor. Okay. And I just had to say such, such a good moment. wordplay yeah, right, right there. So then Miranda confronts her, the sandwich and is like, let me see your face. And it's like, this like what? Like he looks like he's like, what? 18. 18 and he's like, 19. not cute. He looks like Joe Jonas gone bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Spot Who like on. I would have done anything for. Oh my God. So now Samantha's so, having sex. That's on the, end, the sex swing. And that, that's the end of Miranda's Okay. Plot. But like her, her body. It's her whole body out. 
they are naked in the sex swing and we are watching Kim Cattrall's body is the body that I wish I had. Either he has the biggest dick in the world <laughs> or like they She's did like really bad simulation. She's like inches and inches from it. Yeah. Because, because you're like penetration's so not happening in this away. sex swing. No. But Ugh. it does fall from the ceiling, which is very funny. It falls from the ceiling. That's the end of Samantha. That's it. And so now for Carrie, the whole episode. Really Carrie, fast. Let me just say, not a sex swing, but we used to have a like a like one of those sitting hammocks swing, uh-huh. um, screwed into our front deck. A friend of mine and I in kindergarten, she came over. It was like this whole thing. and You guys were having crazy sex. <laughs> we were having crazy <laughs> sex as five-year-olds on the sex swing. Anyway, I was spinning her around and around and around. So we just fucking unscrewed the thing oh my God, hilarious fell so hard another I, friend of mine fell through our tree house like we had a lot of i one but. time i hit my best friend at, we were at a beach party and i was skipping rocks and i hit my best friend in the side of the head with a rock <gasps> so now so, so, so here's big, the rest of this episode so big and carrie big is like meh, 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 meh. they're in his apartment yeah, they're, they're they, in the lowest apartment. of lows. Yeah. They've now um, decided to the, the hotels are gross because they get caught. So what's not gross naturally is let's have an affair in, in the bed that you apartment. share with your wife. And so they do. They do. And he, he is gross He's as like, take fuck. a shower, do what you need. Natasha's in the Hamptons. Hang on. But first, they have this whole conversation back and forth. Big is like, fine. I'm going to call Natasha and break oh, up with her right and now. And he goes, are you going to be there for me when I do it? And I wrote, Bridget's going to hate this. I did. I said, <laughs> you're going to ask Carrie to be there for you? <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I saw him and I was like, fucking fuck. So they have this whole back and forth where he's like, I'm going to call her right now. And she's like, you can't call your wife at the beach in the Hamptons and break up with her over the phone, which fair. Sorry, if you're going to have an affair, trash your marriage, all these things, like at least you can do is have the decency to not call her over the phone. Yeah. And it's funny because it's not like they've made um, Natasha like a, a like a villain. No, no. But it's also not like they've made her a super sympathetic character. No, no. She's, so I am definitely like poor Natasha. Well, and then okay. So when I first, literally, the second I started playing this episode, when I knew this was when we were going to talk about, literally, the first quote I heard in my head was, "I see you, Carrie." Like I knew oh, it was so, coming, and yeah. I was so, waiting for yes, that moment. Yes, me too. Yes. When I when I think of this episode, that is what I think of as well. So basically, Big leaves to go back to work, and 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 Carrie's like in her bra eating leftover Chinese food, which is rude. Just like Probably fucking, Natasha's. I was like, yeah. "Fucking get out of the fucking apartment, Carrie!" Also, like, I, you already feel shitty enough that you're in the apartment. Just I just get have out. to say. Like if if this was me in this circumstance and he left, even if she was fucking in I I don't know like Europe, yeah. I would leave. Oh my god, get out! I would not. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say like Africa or something, but just like anywhere. Like even if the girlfriend was anywhere, I would not spend time okay. there. I would not so, integrate myself. So she, she's eating the Chinese food. The door unlocks. You hear it. It's Natasha. She's calling, and so Carrie tries to leave out the servants' exit. I guess sort of like. And then Natasha face. goes. I see you, Carrie. I knew you were having an affair, but in my own. And so she starts chasing Carrie. Well, there's this there's this whole moment where Carrie hears her come in, sees her around the corner, and yep. then tries to grab her shirt and stuff, which why it's in the kitchen doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. But she tries Lucky to grab her. her stuff and sneak out. And as she does it, she knocks one of the bar chairs. And she's yeah. like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So she just sprints out. And then no, exactly she tries to open the said. door, but the door is locked, and so is Natasha sees her. Right. So, so, so Natasha is chasing her down the stairs. Carrie's like, just Carrie, running Carrie, out. And she's Carrie's like, I see you. Ugh. I know who you are. I know what's happening. I've suspected this. Yeah, and then Natasha falls. And fucking spits blood. Smashes her face. Like, Carrie's like, like I, true blood mouth. She was just like, hey, I, uh, I thought I was going to be the one that got hurt. 
And yet Natasha's the one like bleeding, like crying. And not only bleeding, but of course it's a metaphor for the fact that there's a real person involved and she has been in her space and suddenly she's back and she's real. And not only is she real, but she's like busted her face open. And also it, just like side note, like falling down the stairs like that's my literal nightmare. Oh like God, that's how awful. I think I'm going to die. And this is like the tragic truth of it all is Carrie was going to continue with this like horrible behavior until it actually came and punched her in the face. And but then instead it, it like punched, it punched Natasha, Natasha in, in the face. face. Exactly. So right. Carrie, and not only that, but Carrie's in, she hasn't even had time to get dressed. So she's in a skirt, a, and a bra, bra, and her jean, and jacket. Her jean jacket. But then she takes Natasha to the hospital. They have the least glamorous or coordinated cab entrance I've ever seen. She like tries to get her into a cab and then knocks on the window and then gets in the front seat. Well, it's ridiculous. Because Natasha locks the door. Yeah. If I were Natasha, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. I wouldn't want me. Carrie to come with me at that point. And Once so, I'm in a cab, I'm like, okay. And right. so then so then we see Carrie waiting in the hospital and, and Big comes and is like, is she okay? And Carrie's like, she has. She gives the quick wrap up. Missing. Everything says, from the doctor. Like, Dr. Quigan, probably. She's scared. and She's swollen. And her parents are coming and I have to leave. And Carrie's like, we are over. We are so over. There isn't even a word. No, yeah. we, need a like, new we need a new word, word to describe over. how over and we are. Big, Big like tries. He's like, what do you mean? And she like looks at him and he, she's kind of like, what are we going to say? And she's standing on the fucking spot where the door keeps opening. Right. Opening and closing. In a full bevel, so by the way. Like, that is <laughs> she just has turned a hundred percent around it on could her not body. be a more gorgeous stance she's yeah. like modeling that denim jacket for life and he's like thank you for being here and she just looks gorgeous but sad she but does. also keep in mind that her hair is tucked into her jacket it's and so she funny. it stays tucked into her jacket until she gets back to her apartment like she does not right but so we have this like this she's, it's like, but that's right she's not focusing on Anything except the immediate thing in front of her. Presumably, this is like officially the end of their of their affair. She goes back to Aiden, who is like. So here's my thing. I'm like, there's no way that this whole plot point takes two episodes. So I imagine what has to happen from here is that he and Natasha either have some kind of reckoning or they actually break up. And then this continues. It has to. I don't think this is over. Brooke just rubbed my thigh encouragingly. So here we are. Time will tell. Time will tell. But I just feel like this is too big to be a two-episode arc. You too know what I mean? big. Hey. Carrie, like, very blatantly lies to Aiden. Is like, I have to wash my face. And then she... So she goes home and Aiden's there. Because remember, he's been giving her space. And he's like, hey. And it's, like, I'm a back. little uncomfortable. Also, having to wash your face first thing when you walk in freaks me out a little bit. I was like, just say hands. Hands yeah, is a way just more go viable wash your hands. option. Just say you gotta go take a piss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I have to pee. As opposed to like, let me wash the man I've been kissing off my face. And she closes Executive producer the Darren Star. And then that's it. And that's it. But it's a, it's there's a, a lot in this episode. Tis. Yeah. All right. So now questions from Brooke's hey. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite new segment. No, no. Well, here's the question from my brother. What's your favorite place to get hummus in, in the, city? the city? That's all he wants to know. Koshkaval Garden. Koshkaval Garden is great. Okay. There you go. Alex Weissman. We have your answer. Koshkaval Garden. Okay. So here are our questions for you. Who do you resonate with in this episode? Ooh. Um, Charlotte. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, Charlotte fucking lands it this episode. Um, even to the point of being so self-involved that she's talking about her own project while other people have stuff going on. I've totally been that girl. <laughs> when like, it's something as big as, you know, like getting married. They're talking about like HIV and AIDS and she's like, okay, but my dress. Hello, me, 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 Like, me, I mean, me. I like, I, that's not, it's not one of my like proudest moments, but I've definitely been that girl. Uh-huh. Um, and then also being the reality check for your friend who's allowing themselves to yes. do a bunch of bad things. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I am constantly that person for my closest friends. Do you think uh, this is we literally met tonight? So forgive me for projecting. Do you think that's because you're someone who's been in a, it seems, stable, lovely relationship for basically a decade? Um, and because you maybe don't know a lot of people in that situation. I'm a creature of habit mm-hmm. in the fact that I've had the same people in my life mm. for literally like two decades. That's crazy. My very best friend. Since you were 10, literally. I mean, like legit. Well, well, That's crazy. Oh, yes. My very, very best friend. We still have the. We still have a very similar relationship. Like I come to her with a lot of stuff, but she always comes to me for advice too. Like we're like, it's like a symbiotic relationship. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah. That's how I've, and I'm, I'm always the problem solver mm. with my mm-hmm. friends, not so much in, in my marriage, but in my friends, I'm definitely the problem solver. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The way we function in different relationships for different people is really fulfilling mm-hmm. in like different ways. And it sounds like you fulfill for a lot of people, this like advice, lovely relationship. But then you just said, that's not who you are in your marriage. No, absolutely not. I'm just, I'm an absolute wreck of a husband. And so like, I don't believe, I don't believe that either, lucky. but I do believe that you feel really differently about that. Than you do about like your friendships where you play a different role. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably something that I needed, you know right. what I mean? I needed somebody to do that for me because I do it for everybody else. Exactly that too. It's like nice to not be the that's, person who's always on top I, of it. What, yeah. yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, I'll give it to you. baby. <laughs> there it is. This was a weird one for me. It's tough because if you say Carrie, you're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have to say, honestly, for me, like this isn't a big one for Carrie. Um, and usually I feel very Miranda, but like this isn't really a Miranda episode for me. Or That's Samantha. so funny. Or Samantha. Let me be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you feel the Miranda? So like, that's so funny. I'll explain it in a moment, uh, yeah. but you finish. I'm going to say pretty full out that I loved this episode, but didn't feel personally related to any of Great. them. Great. So I felt Miranda-y because I have encountered or not encountered someone and then be like, I'm going to fuck them and this is why. I'm like, oh, sure. I don't understand. Like, I just feel that really I got connected a bit. to them. Not and, a like, sandwich, maybe. I'm gonna, but. Um, but I was just like, wow, this like weird infatuation with like this being you've never Oh, really I know what's happening. I was like, oh, yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, I, a little bit me too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I did have? I was like, I had a moment watching this episode where I was like, I wish people spoke on the phone more. Oh, totally. Like, I think about like this that, as like a personal failing, Carrie which isn't really Miranda fair. the scene where they're like yes. talking. And, and like, given my best friend lives in LA, so, so you guys we talk, talk on the phone, on the phone lot, like yeah. often. Yeah. But it, I just like wish that you and I, even Bridget, talked on the phone more. Like, I feel we like. We could do that. We should do that. All right. The I only make- person I talk to on the phone with is my mother. And we talk on the phone for like 20 minutes at a time, like yeah. every couple of days. Yeah, and- for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's I'm it. like, but but I feel that so hard where I'm like, I'd rather text you a million times over than call you. Like, I will literally never. <sighs> I just don't want to talk to you unless I see you. Uh, also that. <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> very, texting it's very so, so much. All right. Okay. 
Um, you were great with us, so yeah, kudos. See if you're in my face, then I'll fucking <laughs> talk to it. Um, plopability? Plopability. Actually, this is an interesting one because I don't think this episode so you've listened a bunch uh-huh. plopability is the like if you plopped it in 2017 would it work right and i actually think for the first time in a while most facets of this wouldn't work correct uh-huh i think not unfortunately but i think a large part of that is to do with the fact that samantha's feels particularly outdated yes because like it's not irrelevant and it's not a bad episode it's just something that like would not I don't think specifically come into any of our lives and then you know Carrie's Carrie Miranda's Miranda and for us I don't know maybe you know more people who are like really genuinely getting married because the people who I know are getting married are like weird at home friends who like of course we're always gonna get married at 24 years old but Mm. I don't know the whole Charlotte thing feels a little foreign yeah the, the Samantha thing feels very foreign. Miranda is like Miranda yeah, ploppable, I guess. Close and you know, to a sex swing. Carrie's could be Carrie's could be absolutely ploppable, but on a whole, I don't think the whole episode is. Yeah, no. I mean, it definitely feels like looking into the past when I watch this mm-hmm. episode, specifically, obviously for Samantha, right. but even also the whole Carrie and Big affair. Do people still meet in hotels? Like, is yeah, that a I'm thing? like, is that just like I'm naive and I don't know that people like do this because I'm sure but they if, do. If, if you, in the city you live if, in, if like, I still were, like, I guess like the because they both are in other relationships that have keys to the apartment they're living in. Like the only option I guess is a hotel. Right. If you're cheating with someone who doesn't have a sicko, I guess you, that becomes a lot easier. Maybe. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Maybe that just depends. All right. Should we call it? I think that's it. Yeah. I think we've had it. Um, Thomas. Thomas. Yes. Do you have do you have a delta up and delta down for the <gasps> oh, week? Perfect. So oh. like for your past week, has something changed for the better or changed for the worse? Like we'll go Anything. first and then we'll that will make you clear. Bridget, Thank you. Delta up, delta down. Um a delta up I had for this week is that yesterday I successfully went to the gym on my lunch break for the first time because there's one by my work and I've been paying for this fucking blink thing where you can go to any of them. And I am so terrible at going home and motivating myself to leave again, especially in the winter, that I was like beyond out of my mind thrilled. And here's the thing. It's not a lot of time, but it breaks up my day. I'm happier on the second half of the day. And then I don't have to think about it when I go home. And so I was like delighted to discover that once I actually put my mind to it and did it, this is something I can do. Yeah. Really happy about that. Um, My Delta down for the week is... It just, I don't know. I, it's just fucking January, man. I know it'll go at some point, but like I just drown in January. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, yes, work is hard. Yes, all these things. But I'm just like something about fucking January. Okay. Man. Yeah. Right? Sure. But okay, I will you. say that I had a, be- a different Delta up that I can't think of anymore. But my Delta up is, is that it, it, the sun now sets at like 5 30 it does make a big difference and so just have a little bit of like time it's like slowly going just a little up. i'll just so that's like i like i just saw oh looked God. outside today and i was like okay 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 it's only up from here when it's there's light literally light at the end of the tunnel when it's light out when i leave work i will be a different human being yeah and that's then, all and then my delta down is that tired i'm just very tired you're working a lot baby 
I'm just tired. Um, well, I'm just going to keep it very real. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I have been so looking forward to doing this ever since oh. Brooke and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. So I have to say that my Delta Up is like totally oh getting to be on this podcast. <laughs> We're so happy. Thank oh my you. God. It was so. Brooke has literally been like, he's the best. I can't wait. He's the best. I can't wait. He's the best. I can't wait. So well, shit, I've I been hope psyched. I delivered. You did. You did. Um, and I, there are at least like four episodes that I know are coming in the future. If we're ever like hungry for a guest, we will have you we'll back. We'll have you back. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to wait. Like I'm going to be like, Good. Hey, you guys are yes, in season please four. Do. Episode please do. I'm not kidding. Right no, please. If you have ones you love, tell us and we will have you back. Season no four question. is the I think is when we're going to start having repeat. people back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Um, no. So, and my Delta down is that, that it's over. <laughs> I, oh, this makes me so happy. You, you drank, I just want everyone to know, multiple beers out of the biggest mason jar I've ever seen tonight, which was both Glorious. impressive and inspiring. Out of a straw, no Out less. of a straw, because we require straw drinking on this podcast. Yes. Um, Thomas, one yes. more question. Please. If you would like. If you would like. How may we found find you on social media oh outstanding well if you wanted to follow me on the instagram mm-hmm. you which can, you do let me tell you i do instagram it's uh it's very conservative and you do follow him, i so. wear a lot of clothes <laughs> on it uh it's at tg bevan which is my maiden name beautiful I feel like I shouldn't tell people that I'm married. It might make them not want to follow me. I'm they sorry should. Sorry about that. <laughs> follow him and lust after what you can have is what I say. Yeah. At TGBEVAN. Um, I don't tweet terribly often. Fair Typically, enough. if I do, it's uh, because I'm entering a contest uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or because I'm trying to get an upgrade on Absolutely, an airline. Yes. Um, but if you want to take a meander at the things that I mindlessly put out in the world, it's at Thomas is twitting. Oh, I love that. There <laughs> no, it is. G. Thomas is twitting. Amazing. Yeah. That's Social me. media man. Um, you can find me 100% of the time on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin. And you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37. Brookethy. Um, hello. There's no place like Twitter. That's right. Um, you can find me there at Brooke underscore Wiseman. And you can find me on Instagram making stories for the gods. That's yeah, right. Um, at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. Just and so you know, she dabbed. I just want you on. I dab, but if you put an underscore, Bridget. I am going to find you. I'm going to sit you down for pretty intense talk. We're going to get through it. You're going to feel like everything's resolved. And then I'm going to have to take you back and shoot you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love this bit. And um, uh, collectively, we we are are at at Splat Splat Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We are and Gmail. And we are at Splat the Podcast on Facebook. Please rate, review, subscribe on Please iTunes. Please do. Someone found us the other day and was like very impressed by our rates. So yes. that's all we need. They Please did. impress them further because we may want to sleep with them. Who knows? Bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.